and live. On Wake Up and Live, we're joined by uh, Pindile Mazindo, uh, who's an NLP life coach practitioner. She's also a personal development coach and a pastor. Pindile is going to help us today to wake up and live, understanding how we embark on a journey that takes us down uh, memory lane, takes us down to our past in order for us to map a way to a new destination. You know, there's always the saying that you can't go forward if you don't know what lied behind you and you don't rectify it. So that's what we are going to be doing. It's going to be a tough one because sometimes we do respond to certain elements of life in our daily living based on past experiences. Pindile, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, good morning, Patricia. Uh, um, also, I just want to say good morning to all the listeners as well. A blessed morning to you. Now, Pindil, yes. you are taking us somewhere where a lot of us are scared to go, confronting the past, childhood traumas yeah. especially. How do we do that? Sure. Um, it's a difficult one It's and it's tough, um, but very much necessary because... Um, as you've mentioned, that in order for us to move forward, at times we always have to take a step back, right? Um, there is, I think it's a Chinese proverb or an African proverb, but it states that a journey of a a thousand miles begins with a single step. And as much as we believe um, and we know that the journey allows us to move forward amongst those thousand steps, one or two or three or five of them have to go back a bit. Um, Because psychology states that um, our, you know, we have behavioral patterns, first of all. And secondly, um, those behavioral patterns are 80% controlled by the subconscious mind. So in other words, as you're speaking to me now, you're operating in your conscious level, in your awareness level. But there are things that you did in the morning, um, how you spoke to people in your household, how you spoke to you know, your colleagues in studio, and that behavior is actually controlled 80% by your subconscious mind. So your, uh, your, your level where you're not even aware, it's sort of like what we call, what we'd call you know, your second nature. Um, you know, Sometimes you don't even think. Um, there are times when you would be driving and all of a sudden you're like, but I, 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 I know I'm here, I'm at point A, I'm at point B, but I don't recall the full journeys because your subconscious mind at that time is sort of taking over. Um, and, and, and the subconscious mind really controls a lot of our behavior. And all of that behavior, most of it comes from our childhood. It comes from our past experiences. Um, sometimes how you are handling your current relationship, it could be your marriage, it could be how you do your job, um, the manner in which you produce, you know, the, the, the certain tasks that were that were allocated to you. It, it has to do with your childhood. Um, it might not necessarily be a trauma, but it could be a childhood experience. And we, we are all a result of our childhood. We are all a result of our past. Um, with others, it could not necessarily be your childhood. It could be your past relationship. It could be how you engaged with your teachers at school. It could be how, what, what your uncle said to you. Um, it could be how your father treated you. In fact, the absence of your father that on his own um, creates something in you. So the, the subconscious mind, to, to just bring it home a bit, um, we could look at it sort of like a memory card or a memory bank where it sort of stores up everything 
you know how your phone or your iCloud or you know um, the Android that has got a memory card it stores up the pictures it stores up this and that and the funny thing what it does is that there are times with with some of the phones where there's a memory that will pop up even does it with social media and will say on this day five years ago on this day eight years ago you know and that's exactly how the mind works it stores all these things all these activity the pain that you've experienced the hurt the trauma in your first um, six years of your life which are the most important years of development and that's the time when you sort of uh, your mind forms a personality about you it forms an attitude the way you're going to conduct yourself and it later shows up in your adulthood and it's like what 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 the memory does is that it triggers certain things there are people that say things to you uh, there's a certain color that triggers your mood Um, there's a certain perfume a music a sense um, that's around you that triggers that brings up all those memories and unaware and the pain in it all is that these things normally come out when we least expect just when you're having a good time in your relationship um, your spouse or your significant other other triggers a certain um, element in your childhood and you wonder why you behave like, like that you wonder why you speak to your spouse like that um you wonder why there's gender-based violence and this is in no way an excuse but we also need to know that something always has an origin if you want to understand who you are you need to know your own origin your personal origin and understand where everything started because nothing just happens uh, haphazardly nothing happens out of chance or out of luck everything starts somewhere the habit that you have started as a particular thought and a belief and it became a behavior and then it's now a habit Um, Everything that, you know, happens in your life has started somewhere. So it's important that we know. It's important that we look back. It's important that we understand. Now, the downside to taking a a journey down um, your past lane or memory lane or how you want to, you know, word it, um, is that you can't always recall some of the things. That's why professionals um, are there to to play the role, whether it may be therapists, counselors, or coaches like myself. I, I, I normally make sure that in the first couple of sessions when I coach somebody, we do that exercise. We go down the past. We, we go down the memory lane. We go down to the first six years of your life. Um, the first time you heard a certain statement, how someone made you feel um then an experience that you had in your childhood in your teenage years in your first relationship and what it did to you and um, how it sort of mapped out your, your your thought pattern and your behavioral patterns um some of us have got behavioral patterns that are very negative and you know they come from our past they come from you know um, that conversation that you had with your aunt when you were a child and instead of your aunt building you up they were actually breaking you down and you ended up believing how your aunt defined you you ended up believing how um, the neighborhood that you grew up in uh, defined you, you know, it's not just internal experiences that happen to us that shape us, but it's external in, in uh, uh, elements as well, which could be, uh, you know, as, as I'm alluding to the fact that it could be your, your, um, the environment that you grew up in, it could be your neighborhood, it could be, you know, your, your parents, it could be, um, the family members that you grew up around and they shape you, they shape your thoughts, they shape how you turn out, they shape the kind of a person or personality that you're going to have, you know, in your current adulthood. And it's a lot. We are carrying so many things that we're not even aware that we are carrying. We are going through so much that we're not even aware that we are going through it. Um, we find ourselves at times worn out and distressed and hopeless. And some of these things, it's not even because, you know, there's something happening in the economy or there's a threat in, in, in your 
your job, you know, a retrenchment threat of some sort, but it could be all the anxiety has been carried over from the years as a child. Um, I'll give you an example. When, you know, I grew up in a, a typical South African household where my mother was a domestic worker and I grew up without my father and whereas my sister, at one point we had to live in the back room of my mom's bosses. At another point she was retrenched from that job because her bosses uh, immigrated to Canada and we found ourselves living in my grandfather's house in the rural area and I'm talking in very recent years like in the part in the last 15 years or, or 15 years ago rather and uh, or even less and 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 you know I found myself in my grandparents house you know no electricity we're using pit toilet and and it was a very difficult time and how my mother grew up herself she inflicted that into me um you know she grew up in extreme poverty she grew up in extreme scarceness and it creates a mentality of poverty poverty is not necessarily the lack of money alone but it is a mentality it's a mindset and I had to confront that in the in the late years of my, in just in the past five years of my life, I had to confront the fact that I actually have a poverty mindset. Um, I had gone to, I had studied, um, I had graduated, I was working a very, you know, a good job at the time, yet I had a mental, I had a a, a poverty mentality and I was not even aware. Um, you know, uh, it, it, and it's such a scary thing because then I had to confront the fact that when I was a child, because my mom was so poor, because we had such scarceness, you know, I, I, I grew up with safety and I always wanted to be safe and it sort of clogged me because I couldn't take risks I couldn't want to start a business because that's too risky I need something safe I need a job I need just a job which there's nothing wrong with the job you know I, I'm, I'm still working a nine-to-five um on top of the businesses the a business that I have into on top of my coaching on top of the things that I do um however before I got to that stage to me it was as long as I have a job you know and it limited me because I was no longer interested in building myself in, in corporate, in the career that I'm in, trying to, you know, go up the ranks, um, you know, trying to place myself out of there because it was as long as I have a job and, you know, I, I, as long as I just have enough for this and I was not interested, should I be buying a car? Should I be buying a house? And everything to me, it was just about it here and now. It was not about the investment in the future because that's how that's how my mother was. She had very little to go on at that time and she didn't have time to you know, to try and expand herself, try and expand her territory, try and venture into certain things, you know, reestablish herself in certain influences or spheres of influence. And in all honesty, um, even though you're a domestic worker and you're listening to this or you're a security guard or you are in the lower, um, you know, income ban, it, it can't stop you from dreaming. It can't stop you from believing in yourself. It can't stop you from wanting to venture out into greater things. It can't stop you from wanting to get your degree. It can't stop you from going to a night class and redoing your metric um you know classes uh and and i had to really get out of that and it, a lot of it was inflicted in my childhood there was a lot of pain in my childhood and it really restricted me it really commanded me in a corner of poverty and i had to break out of that and this is just a minor part of my life there's so many things that happened in my childhood that shaped me as an adult in my marriage and it really was a problem because you come with that mentality you come with that mindset you come with that perception you come with that pain 
pain. You come with those open wounds that were never healed. And and what you do is that you bleed on your spouse. You bleed on your significant other. You bleed even in your job. Um, you know, and I remember there was a relationship that was so hard on me that I ended up bleeding in my job to a point that I remember I was called into at least five hearings. And it was a very serious case. And the cases had nothing to do with my lack of productivity, but it was my personality in the workplace. People are complaining about how hard I was, you know, how unfriendly I seemed. And I couldn't understand because uh, to me, I walk in, I greet you, I'm respectful, but there was so much in me that I was saying and doing facial gestures and expressions that really made people feel uncomfortable. And all this time, I was not understanding that I was I was exuding pain on top of my colleagues. And I remember the one uh, hearing that way, my uh, my supervisor at the time was also my mentor, said to him, Innocentia, you need to be a human being. You need to learn how to relate to others. And it was a difficult journey that I went through. And at the end of the day, after embarking to that journey, I've, I had to figure out that there's certain things in my past that brought me to a certain stance that I was at at the time. And it is very painful because some of the things we don't want to confront. You don't want to confront your past failures. You don't want to confront the fact that you made bad decisions. You brought people into your life that you're not supposed to. You saw the red flags. You saw that this was toxic, but you, you perpetuated it nonetheless. You pursued it nonetheless. You don't want to confront yourself. You don't want to find yourself in a position where you are saying, okay, I did fail. Um, you know, I made a wrong decision. You know, I could have avoided that. That was unnecessary. And it's a lot for one to take and it's a lot for one to confront. And it's a lot for one to look in the eye of the demon that you've been struggling with for the past 15 years and say, enough is enough. It's not easy. Um, and, and, and it brings you to a point where sometimes you feel hopeless because am I ever going to deal with this? Am I ever going to heal from this? Am I ever going to get over what my mother did? The fact that my father was not there. The fact that my high school friend did this and that to me. The fact that my relatives are rejecting me. The fact that each time I get into a workspace or environment, I'm fired or I'm in probation for three months, but I'm never given the full contract. It starts somewhere. There's always an origin to something. There's always an origin to why you do something. You know, Pindile, the thing that, that sometimes hurts the most is that people don't realize that there's a traumatic experience that they had that makes them respond in this way. Um, Always. They, 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 they mask the traumatic experience and say, no, I've moved past it. Um, right. And I'm glad that you've given us tangible examples as A-teamers to take with us so that we can look into those things because they shape our response. And it's not absolutely everyone that we are interacting with who will be gentle with us when we give these responses. I'm going to ask that we close it there because of time, um, but I'm going to ask you to come back uh, very soon so that we can interact. Uh, before we, we do let you go, we've got a message from an A-teamer, Eric, and Eric is feeling, I think, the way Zalma and I are feeling, even Amanda, um, because, wow, uh, it, it, it's amazing. Eric says, what a wonderful message from our guest. I feel like I want to cry, Patricia. So sure. thank you. Thank you, Pindi. How do A-teamers get in touch with you? Um, the A-teamers can get in touch with me on my website, which is pindilamazinda.co.za, and on my number, which is 071-185-6615. Excellent. Thank you very much. Uh, blessed day to you, Pindi. Until next time. Thank you, Patricia.